Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo, and today I'm joined by a special guest, Vishal Career, the Chief Investment Officer of an innovative new platform marketplace, Huddle. Welcome, Vishal. Thank you, Keith. Happy to be here. In tech news this week, two fintech giants will be merging. Fiveserve is going to acquire First Data in a deal worth $22 billion. Although it's called a merger, it's never a merge of equals. So the CEO of Fiserv, who is Jeffrey Yabuki, will take the CEO position, and First Data's CEO, Frank Bisignano, will become the president and COO. It's an all-stock transaction, and it'll be interesting to see whether this creates a wave of other fintech deals in the future. President Trump's Attorney General nominee, William Barr, uh, in his confirmation testimony, actually stated that he will be taking a closer look at antitrust laws as it relates to tech giants. And tech giants would be Amazon, Microsoft, Google, or Alphabet, and Facebook. Uh, Barr had made comments that he wanted to look closer at the activities these companies have made and how they actually got to be so large in the last decade or so. Uh, this is interesting news because Apple just announced that they're going to be doing layoffs related to lower iPhone demand. And so just like uh, the antitrust issues back in the 90s with Microsoft, it'll be interesting to see how these large companies react. The SEC announced that they closed an insider trading probe. And this insider trading probe was actually quite interesting. A Ukrainian hacking group were, was able to hack into the SEC's Edgar document database. This is where many public companies, or all public companies in the United States, are filing um, their financial statements. And so the hackers were able to gain control of the database and then were able to execute trades off of the information, hence the insider trading. They actually made $4.1 million. The SEC and other regulators combined have actually issued a 16-count criminal indictment against the Ukrainian hackers, um, and it'll be yet to be seen how this case unfolds. And that's the tech news of the week. So welcome back. Uh, once again, Keith Koo, Silicon Valley Insider, joined with Vishal Career, who is the Chief Investment Officer of an innovative new investment marketplace called Huddle, H-U-D-D-L. Their tagline is Access Granted, which we'll get into in just a moment. But a little bit about Vishal. Vishal, before Huddle, managed a multi-billion dollar portfolio at BlackRock, he also did business intelligence at iShares ETFs, which is also BlackRock, and worked a lot in prime brokerage technology at Morgan Stanley. So once again, thanks for being here, Vishal. Thank you very much. Really excited to be here. So when I heard about Huddle, I got really excited. And 
for a number of reasons, not just because um, I love the integration of blockchain as a technology, not necessarily cryptocurrency, but also that many of our listeners are um, very interested into all forms of investment. So anything new and innovative is something that they're really interested in hearing about. So why don't you tell you a little bit more about what Huddle is? Sure. Um, so Huddle is you know you know it's it's financial technology so it's it's a fintech platform um, and it's essentially uh, designed to be an investment marketplace. Uh, what we're doing with Huddle is is really bringing uh, some of the premium investment services and and products that were available historically only to the wealthy. We're bringing access to that to the masses, or that's sort of the vision of what what Huddle tries to do. So it's a platform that allows average investors who may not be accredited, to use some technical terminology there, uh, to pool their assets, you know, get it to sort of a high enough uh, um, asset base, which they can then collectively invest in opportunities that the historically they were not able to access. So that's, that's essentially what Huddle tries to achieve. It sounds very similar, um, you know, Growing up here, and my dad used to manage Kaiser's pension funds, and he and his friends would get together and pull money into an investment club. It sounds something very similar to that. It is. You can you can think about. I mean, there is def- there's more to huddle, but there's definitely that aspect of it. Was you can think of this as an investment club on sort of you know in in the in the twenty first century on mobile uh, with the global outreach, right? So you could form an investment club as long as you know it could be with your friends and family. So very intimate. Or it could be with like-minded investors across the globe, right? And you have like huddle spans, all of that through our technology and infrastructure that you could easily form these investment clubs and and run investments the way that you deem fit rather than necessarily just pursuing the products that are being offered to you, you know, in in the investment market. Right. And I I think just uh, because we can't assume... Can you go over the difference between an accredited investor and an average investor? Sure. Uh, so an accredited investor uh, is someone who has a uh, million dollars or more in investable assets. You know, that's that's one uh, criterion. Not uh, including your residence. Not including your residence. You're right. Um, you know, so that's one. And then the other is um, you have $200,000 or more in annual income, right? So if you can't qualify on one of the two grounds, then that makes you an, an accredited investor. So there's, there's a large number of people who qualify on that, but there's also a much larger portion, right, of the population that doesn't, right? And and what we're trying to do with Huddle is really sort of, you know, lower those barriers or, or break as many of those barriers as we can, right, to bring investment opportunities uh, to people who, who historically not had access. Now, I will just say that that doesn't mean that the investment platform is necessarily only for uh, the non-accredited, you know, it's it's as much for accredited investors as well. But we don't, you know, we don't sort of draw the line between the two, right? We're just making all the connections between the investment service providers, if you may, um, and and the audience or the investors who are looking for opportunity. You know, I love that, and that's what made me so interested. Uh, we've had other shows, not necessarily related, but we we have this theme of democratizing investment. So whether it was democratizing angel investing, venture capital through different means, the opportunity for the average investor, the non-accredited, to participate in a platform like Huddle in this investment marketplace uh, just is very powerful in that they have these tools that they didn't used to, used to have. And uh, some of the other features, because you haven't mentioned them yet, and we'll, we'll talk about it more in depth um, later in the show, is that there's a social aspect to it as well. That's that's right. Yeah, the the social aspect we think is... is uh, 
is extremely important and it's actually quite unique to to huddle or the way we've you know we've designed this platform and and you know vision, the vision we have in in way we want to go about building it um there is uh sort of multiple advantages of of being on um on um on a platform that also serves as sort of your your social support system or your or your social network the idea there is well the the first and foremost it it sort of gets you access to investment so if there's an investment opportunity that has a $100,000 minimum right and that's not something that like one you know average investor um uh, necessarily can can pony up well now you can gather up with your friends and collect collect the 100,000 so it, it so it unlocks a lot of opportunities for you that's that's the most obvious and and sort of the first benefit but the other thing that does for you is uh, it creates a social support system for you. So as you are, um, uh, you you get the opportunity to discuss your ideas with others, uh, get feedback on, hey, I'm looking to invest in a certain amounts of money. Uh, does it make sense or not? Um, you know, you could you could basically get a lot of feedback from your network, uh, from your pod, is what we call it. So, uh, Vishal, yeah. let's mm-hmm. get more into that in our mm-hmm. next segment because okay. I think there's a lot to talk about. It's really exciting. You're listening to Keith Koo, Silicon Valley Insider with Vishal Career, the Chief Investment Officer of an innovative investment marketplace, Huddle. Email us at info at svin.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, joined with Vishal Career, the Chief Investment Officer of an innovative investment marketplace called Huddle, H-U-D-D-L. Welcome again, Vishal. Thank you. So, Vishal, a question's come up is what's going on with the crypto bear market? But I'm going to, since you are a former BlackRock investment guru, I'm going to open it up. What is going on with the market, either the crypto market or the stock market? <laughs> sure, uh, a good good question. Um, so there are different things going on with the crypto market versus versus the stock market, right? The, the crypto market, you know, just just ran up got ahead of itself. Uh, tremendous amount of speculation is what we saw in 2017, right? That doesn't mean, you know, it's it's all bad or it's it's going away. Or, I mean, you would you would hear the people writing about Bitcoin is dead and so on and so forth. I don't believe in any of that. Um, I think there's just like a tremendous amount of innovation uh, that has been unlocked in this space, which is here to stay. Uh, but there was also a lot of extravagance, right? So we're seeing sort of the after effects of that in 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 the tremendous drawdown that we've seen. Uh, my long term view there is that 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 will change, um, and um, and and crypto is here to stay, and and blockchain here is is here to stay. Whether we'll see you know the extravagances of some of the ICOs or not, uh, you know I, I doubt you would see that anymore. Uh, the regulators have just gotten a lot more aware of of the space, and and they're they're actually moving, and and I mean that in a positive way mm-hmm. in that like they're they're moving to put the right sort of guardrails around the space right and which is necessary so Absolutely. that we we have fewer of the the scams and all that right so I'm longer term um you know I think um the, the space is here to stay and I'm 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 bullish on it 
stock markets. Uh, again, we've, we've had a, a little bit of, uh, of the stock market sort of getting ahead of itself as well, uh, quite a run up uh, over the last two or three years um, in the stock market. Uh, the valuations had gotten super stretched. Uh, so something had to give. So it's a combination of sort of, you know, Fed raising interest rates, the valuations getting super stretched, growth looking a little bit weak. You know, there's still economies are growing pretty much across the world. They're just not as growing as fast, you know, as 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 they were, right? So now, you know, the the stock market's just walking back a couple of steps, you know, and and in the valuations are coming down to sort of, you know, dumb, down from the stratosphere where they were. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna stop at some sort of reasonable levels is is my expectation there again. So I'm not worried about any long term issues or any recession or anything of that sort, uh, on, you know, in, in, in the economy. But it's just a correction that needed to happen. People were predicting it for like the last 18 months, and that eventually happened, right? And there's, there's no, I haven't seen anybody predict these corrections precisely. Well, there's always one guy who predicts this precisely, right? But he gets the one correction right, and the next one he gets it exactly. wrong. So, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Vishal. Um, having your expertise in this is great. So Vishal, I wanted to ask you, how did you get started in this space? Um, that's that's interesting, right? So I've I've had a bit of a journey, uh, you know, from from where I started um, to to where I ended up at, at Huddle, where I am now. So um, I was born and in, in, in raised in India. went went to school there. Uh, and uh, engineering is is what I studied, and and I started my career. Uh, you know, sort of my large sort of move in in, in the career space was uh, my first big job, if you may, was at Morgan Stanley, uh, developing software for their prime brokerage uh, technology division. Right, so that's what I did for uh, for about seven or eight years, um, and uh, and this was predominantly in New York. Uh, so uh, the interesting thing was one, you know, coming as uh, coming into Morgan Stanley as an engineer. Uh, it was it was great developing you know basically sort of financial technology software for them, but I learned a lot about investments and and gradually became a lot more interested in investments. Um, so I decided to to pivot um, and and turn myself into a full time investor or investment manager or portfolio manager. Um, so I got uh, I signed up for the CFA charter. Yeah. That's three years of studying and giving up your evenings and weekends. Uh, but at the end of those three years, I, I, I did receive the charter and uh, was lucky enough to find an opportunity at, at BlackRock uh, to work as, uh, as an investment manager there. So that's, that's, what I, that's what I did for sort of the second half of my career is, you know, as, as, as I started and then grew as an investment manager uh, at BlackRock, uh, by the time I, I, I left BlackRock, I was managing uh, portfolios that were worth several billion dollars. So it was, it was just a great experience to start a new business you know, within BlackRock from scratch, grew it, grew it to several billion dollars um, along with the, with the team that, uh, that was the, finding team, the founding team um, of, of the model portfolios business, which is, which is what we started at BlackRock. So you know what's <clears throat> fantastic about this story? Mm-hmm. So CFA, a chartered financial analyst, uh, arguably... Uh, the second most vigorous training after an actuary. 
Is it? <laughs> well, you might think it's worse. You might think it's worse. I think it's it, it is the wor- <laughs> the single most. You know. Okay. Yeah. I'll say this comparable. I'll say sure. it's comparable. Okay. Um, but that you're an engineer and you went for the CFA. I have I have several friends and family members who are CFAs. I know what it, it takes to get through that. So yeah. that, that's impressive. Yeah. That you start off as an engineer and then went for the CFA. It's it's not. It's not a trivial matter by any means. So congratulations to you. Thank you. In this, uh, I just thought I should say that because I really enjoy hearing stories of pivots. And that's this whole transition, whether it's a company changing idea or an individual. Uh, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And so, yeah, so that was, you know, that was a lot of, lot of hours and days, you know, learning uh, investment stuff. Um, and... Uh, you know, I, I I've got to be thankful because I got, I got the right opportunity at, at BlackRock as well, and so uh, so was you know sort of well rewarded in that sense that like I, I got to do what I what I really wanted to do, um, and then sort of the the last leg of the the career journey was where, um, from what I saw um, you know at Prime Brokerage, which was essentially servicing you know hedge funds at at Morgan Stanley, um, or or my experience at BlackRock, I I just felt like. Uh, and, and and tons of research that um, um, that uh, you know that was being sort of thrown at me as I was learning about the investment space. What I was seeing was the investment opportunity set uh, for an average investor has just continually been shrinking, right? So that was sort of one problem that always bothered me. It's like we're we're coming up with these solutions uh, for for average investors. But um, so what what I mean by the investment opportunity set shrinking um, back in the 90s, there were 7000 publicly listed stocks in the U.S. stock market. Now there are 3500 odd source. So it's basically shrunk down to half. Mm-hmm. Right. So these are these are the opportunities that are available to average investors. And, and they've come down to half of what they were back in the 90s. Right. Um, so, so that's an issue, um, and that's you know one of the issues that like Huddle is trying to solve, um, and um, and and was you know one of the ideas behind like how can we change this uh, uh, that that Huddle was was born out of, and um, you know so that's what Huddle tries to do is like bring access to all these other investment opportunities that an average investor you know has, has doesn't have access to at the moment or might not even be aware of. They might have access, right, but they don't know who to call or who to talk to, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of how the founders got together, mm-hmm. um, how did that all start off? Sure. Uh, so, Huddle is uh, my partner Stephen Corliss. Uh, it's his brainchild, really. He, he he came up with the idea, and then uh, a few of us came together to sort of try to bring the bring the idea to reality. Um, he also worked at BlackRock for several years, uh, longer than I did. Um, and, and prior to that, he was he was at he was at UBS um, and and some you know very respected uh, organizations, uh, both on sort of the sell side and the buy side um, on, on Wall Street. So several years in the traditional financial services industry. Uh, so he's he's the chief investment uh, chief executive officer um, at Huddle. Um, and then um, you know we have uh, Lance Weaver um, as our chief advisor, and and Lance is uh, is the chairman or or was the chairman of of Mastercard. Um, so he got very interested in the idea as well when he heard about it and and wanted to sort of you know help us out with it. That sounds like a great team and a great start. Um, I want to get into our next segment: how the platform actually works. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Keith Koo, Silicon Valley Insider, joined with Vishal Career, the chief investment officer of Huddle which is H-U-D-D-L. Any questions or comments, you can email us at info at svin.biz. We'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 
888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I'm joined with Vishal Career, who is the Chief Investment Officer of Huddle. Huddle is H-U-D-D-L. For this week's cyber tip, I wanted to talk about smart speakers and connected devices. So these are things like Alexa from Amazon, OK Google by Google, and Siri from Apple. And it's funny because I was recently at a friend's house and they had an Alexa, or I thought they had an Alexa, and suddenly OK Google came on basically responding to something I had just said. So all these speakers or commercial speakers are triggered by certain keywords. This is not yet a commercially viable product, but two researchers named Bjorn Carmen and Tori Knudsen, they were featured in TechCrunch as having as a project built a Raspberry Pi, so a homemade computer that was able to become, in essence, a middleman for smart speakers. And so this is something, in case you were very concerned about your smart speaker going off, that you could actually train as this middle device to trigger your smart speakers with some other phrase, perhaps Bob or Sally or something completely random like Dice. Um, You could do this, and in essence, the other appliance made of a Raspberry Pi would be shooting a noise file into OK Google, Alexa, or Siri while um, you were not actively using it. There's artificial intelligence in the solution so that once you really did want to use it and use the trigger word you chose, that it would then respond to your commands. So right now, this is still more of a homegrown project. We'll put information about it on info at svin.biz if you wanted to figure out how to do this yourself. But this is just really a reminder to always be aware that once you bring a connected device into your home, it's inside your home. It's listening to you, whether you intend it to or not. And that's the cyber tip of the week. I also want to quickly mention that I will be moderating a panel on ransomware whether to pay or not to pay at the upcoming Silicon Valley Cyber Summit 2019, which will be held at the Doubletree Hilton next to the San Jose Airport on January 24th. The price of admission is regularly $350, but with a special promo code of SV Insider, you can attend for $95. Included speakers will be Elvis Chan, special agent of the FBI, and Sean Bradstreet of the U.S. Secret Service San Jose office. Also included will be companies such as PayPal, Darktrace, Verizon, and others. So please join me at the Silicon Valley 2019 Cyber Summit, and I hope to see you there. Hi, Vishal. Thanks again for being here to talk about Huddle. Thank you. Pleasure. And I wanted to call out that the Huddle website, in case you're looking it up, is with an I. So it's I-H-U-D-D-L dot com. That's correct. So Vishal, what would somebody experience in adopting a platform like Huddle? What is their journey like? Uh, Sure. So uh, the way you would start right now um, is um, we uh, we launched our website uh, uh, about a month back. And we are inviting people to pre-register, and it also entitles them to 
uh, to the Huddle Rewards program, and we'll talk about that uh, more in detail. But that's that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, the platform itself, the Huddle platform, which is which is a mobile app, uh, will be launched in a couple of months. That's sort of what what we're estimating. We're, we're currently testing uh, the experience, and 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 we expect to launch in a couple of months' time. Uh, the user journey there would be: uh, you sign up on the platform, uh, you answer, uh, you know, a very few uh, simple questions uh, that helps us understand what are your investment interests and what is your risk appetite. Like, what what kind of opportunities are you interested in? Is is basically what we're trying to gauge through those questions. Once you've done that, should not take more than a minute or so. Uh, that then allows Huddle uh, to basically uh, make available uh, to you, you know, a list of opportunities that you could potentially invest in. So, um, so that's that's essentially what you do. Um, uh, once you're interested in, in in any investment opportunity, uh, you can uh, go ahead and and indicate interest in that. Uh, you could invite your friends and family to sort of you know gather um, additional interest in the opportunity. If it's like like I described in in the earlier segment, you know, if it's an, an investment opportunity that's looking at a hundred thousand minimum, and that's not the amount that you're looking to invest yourself, you could invite uh, friends and family by creating uh, you know uh, the, these things that we call pods. You know. It's essentially a collection of people who have like interests or are interested in similar opportunities that can then pursue these opportunities collectively rather than than being on your own. You can bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, so that's that's what you would do. That's what your user experience would be. And then eventually when you're ready to sort of fund the investment, you know, you link your bank account and you could you could pull money out of your bank account, you know, directly into the uh, the investment, uh, the investment opportunity. So that's that's in, in a nutshell what the what the investment experience would be. Okay. And just a few things to point out in case you're just tuning in. Huddle is an investment marketplace. It is uh, not exactly akin to, but kind of like the way that investment clubs used to run way back in the day. But this is like the 3.0 version of that or, or even beyond. And so the it's not limited, but it is empowering the average investor versus the accredited investor. So either an average investor or an accredited investor can be on this platform. And again, a credit investor is somebody with either a million dollars of net worth, not including the residents, or is making over 200000 a year as income. And we talked about earlier how usually they get better access to investments that an average investor might not. And so Huddle allows an average investor to come on. That's right. Um, then there's the social aspect of that, which is how people can form pods. But a question I had is, how does the investment get onto the platform? So uh, the way the investment gets onto the platform, um, at least for the MVP, if you may, uh, we are uh, talking to financial services providers. So you know, Steve, Lance, uh, Kurt, who's another uh, key member of our team, myself. We we have several years of uh, experience in in traditional finances, uh, financial services. So. We have uh, pretty broad networks there. Uh, we are talking to sort of financial services providers who uh, are interested in and, and align with the philosophy of Huddle, which is essentially about like granting access to to average investors, you know, to opportunities that historically have been, you know, have sort of stayed away from them from either for regulatory reasons or or just the administrative overhead of of reaching out to uh, to a large audience. Uh, so. Uh, 
you know, these providers uh, will essentially make their uh, their investment products available on the platform. So that would be the initial opportunity set, if you may, that that uh, you you will see on the platform um, at launch. Uh, but from there, uh, like I said, this is uh, this is an investment marketplace, right? So we want to bring investment uh, products like hedge funds, pre-IPO stocks, private equity, commercial real estate, you name it. Uh, we're asset class agnostic. Uh, it could be crypto funds. Uh, I could keep going, but the, but the point is, uh, this is a marketplace. It's agnostic of what the asset class is and what kind of product it is. We just make sure that. Um, when uh, the matchmaking happens between the investors and the financial providers, uh, we are compliant with all regulations, and and basically we don't get in trouble, and nobody else gets in trouble, and and we're just enabling that process, just like taking all the friction out of that process um, as we grow, right? So that's essentially the the objective of what we're trying to do. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, we recently had a company on um, Cyberfence, which is nothing related investments, but they have a marketplace for technology vendors like cybersecurity. And, and customers that need that. So using technology to create marketplaces, I'm very interested in. And so turning it back into your investment marketplace for something like a pre-IPO stock, right? Everybody wants to know, well, how did I get into Facebook or how did I get into Google back in the day? Well, you, you didn't. You, right. you, you just couldn't. And people don't realize that when they go to try to hear this latest and greatest stock or pre-stock, pre-IPO stock that somebody had access to, they kind of feel like they're left out in the cold. So you're creating this platform to enable all that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And uh, and you know, I, I want to just throw in a word of caution there because you know, it's you know, we are enabling access, uh, but we also uh, want to build this platform and encourage people to use the platform in a way where you're being responsible with your with your capital, right? And 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 that's where we feel like. It's great to take those risks, right? But there's there's one Facebook and there's 99 other failures that nobody has heard of, right? So there's 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 risk in in investments, right? Uh, that is that is definitely true, and and that's where you know the sort of support system that the pods enable, where you're not doing it on your own. You know, you've you've got a few people along with you, right? Who are basically doing some research that they might share with you, and you would do so vice versa, or they might have so you know some investment expertise uh, that or or views, right? Uh, that they can share with you, uh, you know, creates you know a, a much more sort of synergistic and and powerful uh, structure that we feel uh, can can lead to a lot better investment success, which people taking risk on their own, uh, you know, could could you know shoot themselves in their foot every once in a while. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, you you'd mentioned a term that comes up in banking a lot earlier, which is risk appetite, and you know we talk about risk appetite all the time. Um, in the financial services industry, I don't think people necessarily understand. Uh, we talk about our show all the time. All business is a risk management exercise. Yes. You just have to be cognizant of that. And so the opportunity to get into a marketplace that has resources and has the ability to have some social interaction. Um, so one, you get access to something you might not traditionally have access to. And then two, the ability to have access to tools and information that you don't normally have access to to make a better informed decision so that you're not just, oh, picking that stock. I mean, the famous thing last year was when I think it was um, Kodak, right? Kodak Coin. Kodak Coin, yeah. Uh, Kodak Coin as a cryptocurrency took off because people thought it was related to Kodak, the brand, not realizing that Kodak simply licensed its brand, had no liability whatsoever for this, what turned out to be a fraudulent ICO. Yeah. And so being able to 
I don't know if your platform will be perfect for that, but being able to have some awareness of that ahead of time before diving in, that would protect people. Yeah, absolutely, right? And so we are, as a platform, we can, you know, what what we think about is like, how can we build, you know, how can we build this ecosystem where there's the opportunity, yes, we need that. There's the education, which as a platform provider, we can, we, we can provide. Uh, but then there's the the social interaction element, which the users create for themselves, right? And and all those three elements together, you know, make a pretty powerful mix uh, that you know hopefully leads to like much better investment success, like compared to you know what what people are used to. Well, thanks, Michelle. I, I don't want anyone to go away because I want to bring in that social element again. You have a whole referral program built into Huddle. So once again, Keith Koo, Silicon Valley Insider, joined with Vishal Career, the Chief Investment Officer of Huddle, which is H-U-D-D-L, website I-H-U-D-D-L.com. Any questions or comments, you can email us at info at svnbiz, and we'll be right back to talk about the referral program. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today, I'm joined with Vishal Career, who is the Chief Investment Officer of Huddle, H-U-D-D-L, an innovative investment marketplace. Thanks again, Vishal. Thank you. So in our last segment, we were just getting into that there's a social component to it and a referral aspect to Huddle. How does the referral program work? So it's it's a simple referral program. Um, you, you come to our website, ihuddle.com, I-H-U-D-D-L.com, um, and, and submit your email address. Uh, that basically gets you sort of on our pre-registered uh, early access uh, list uh, that also uh, entitles everyone who submits their emails uh, uh, to our Huddle Rewards program. So the, the Huddle token is sort of our incentive system uh, that we use to reward um, users, and these rewards uh, or tokens can be used uh, to subsidize your subscription fees down the road or for, for other services that the Huddle platforms uh, platform would provide. Uh, so you simply submit your email address um, and then you can refer your your friends and family uh, to the Huddle platform as well, and you get you know additional rewards for every referral uh, that you submit. So it's it, it's a simple uh, referral program that that we've set up all online, all straightforward. Uh, it all starts at ihuddle.com. Thanks, Vishal. And I'm glad you brought up the token because one thing we didn't do on the show today was talk a lot that Huddle is powered by blockchain technology. And we did that intentionally because this platform isn't necessarily needs the blockchain. It's an investment marketplace. You're using the blockchain for a specific reason. And with all the news, because we talked earlier about the crypto bear market, and uh, people are still getting used to what a blockchain is, which is what a cryptocurrency is. Huddle today is not a cryptocurrency. You're really using the token and what we say is utility. That's correct. Yeah. So, so Huddle is um, is a is a utility token. Um, you know, it's it's a token that that we've designed and and uh, we're looking to implement on the public Ethereum blockchain. Uh, so it's an ERC twenty token uh, for those technically inclined. Uh, but it's not. Uh, we're not looking to do an ICO with it. Uh, it's not even listed on any exchanges and might not be for a while. Uh, we're waiting for sort of regulatory certainty before we we list tokens on on, on exchanges. So so that's something that you know we, uh, Stephen, my partner, is in you know is, is constantly in touch with regulators and trying to get sort of you know, understanding there. 
So from from an immediate standpoint, uh, it the token powers a rewards program. Um, you would think of it very much like you think of airline miles or, or hotels rewards points, right? So for um, any social interaction that you do that that uh, enriches the huddle platform, so it starts with the referrals, right? That's kind of how anybody who's bringing referrals uh, to huddle is, is essentially sort of enriching the platform, right? So you get rewarded for that. Uh, once the platform launches in a couple of months' time, any activity there, any interactions uh, a user has with another users and sort of helps them along in their investment decisions will be rewarded. Uh, and of course, making actual investments through the Huddle platform when you invest in a stock or you invest in in, in a hedge fund or what have you, uh, all those actions uh, will be rewarded. And and the token, you know, basically sort of enables that. That's that's the mechanism for it. Uh, the reason we have the token in the mix um, is uh, we are big believers of, of both blockchain and of utility economics um, and 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 how a token or or you know a, a unit of those utility economics that's what kind of what a token is it's it's a unit of of the network uh, if you may uh, enables uh, economics uh, that don't require profitability. Mm-hmm. So the traditional sort of equity investment, for, as, as an example, if I have to just contrast the two, is it requires the um, uh, the the stock that you're investing in the company to be profitable. They have to make some profits, and then those profits are then turned over, you know, turned into dividends or what have you, and that's what you know the shareholders get. Utility economics doesn't doesn't require that, and which which is what is you know beautiful about it is like the the value of the network grows with the size of the network, and and as it grows, like everyone who's part of the network sort of benefits from it, and that's what we're looking to do uh, with the token. We describe that in a lot of detail in our white paper. Our white paper is also available um, on the iHuddle.com website. So for, for anyone interested, they can they can read into a lot more detail there. Right. And I, I think this also is a good time to bring up that this is not just for U.S. investors. That's correct. Um, Huddle it has been designed you know, for global investors from, you know, from, you know, from the very design stage, um, if you may, uh, it might not become ev- available to global audience on day one, because, you know, there are sort of mechanics that we have to go through to roll it out the platform, you know, across the globe. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably go country by country, uh, but, but or region by region. Uh, but having said that, it's, it's designed to be a global platform where uh, as long as, uh, you know, regulations allow for it, and 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 we sort of you know encapsulate all these regulations and the complexity around them into our platform. But as long as regulations allow, uh, an investor sitting anywhere in the world should be able to access an investment. You know, anywhere else, any other corner of the world. You know, as long as there are no sort of legal or regulatory issues in doing that, right? So that's kind of what we want to enable. That's that's our vision, um, and so it is a global platform. It's it's designed to do that. Well, Vishal, thanks again for sharing your journey and Huddle's journey. I really like the thought of an innovative marketplace for investments that has a social aspect, that has access to a very experienced investment portfolio managers such as yourself. And I wanted to also bring up that blockchain is going mainstream. Lance Viver, as your senior advisor and the former chairman of MasterCard, is just an attestation that blockchain continues to be adopted in real use cases. So once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Join with Vishal Career, the Chief Investment Officer. Any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. You can find out more about Huddle at ihuddl.com. And we'll see you next week. 
You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 